0: All
1: right, welcome back into Car Radio. You're on Anthony and Superstation. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News, and we got a good second hour of the program for you lined up. We got some uh, best of Car Radio uh, interviews. We're going to do with uh, Larry Dominic, who's going to uh, be here with uh, 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 talking about the uh, uh, the new Alfa Romeo Tenale, uh that he introduced back at the. New York Auto Show this spring. Uh, we'll, we'll run that tape for you. Uh, interesting what Alpha is doing uh, with their electrification strategy, and uh, the Alphas are always uh, such cool-looking uh, cars. Uh, we'll also be talking with uh, Darren Palmer, uh, an interview I did with Darren at the introduction of the Ford Lightning uh, um, uh, down in Texas. And uh, the Lightning, really exciting car. And we're talking EVs, and I'm driving around this uh, $50,000 uh, Kia EV1. Uh, uh, think about this $45,000 uh, Ford Lightning electric truck. A lot of capability with this car. Really fascinating to talk uh, with Darren about the potential uh, for that Lightning and, uh, and, and, and and also talking about it in a, in a volume space like they the trucks. So that's a fascinating uh, conversation coming at the end of the hour, and uh, and uh, then I'm going to lead off here uh, this hour with Mike Swears, who is the chief engineer uh, for the Toyota Tundra, a uh, really exciting new uh, pickup truck that Toyota has brought to the market. Uh, the... the uh, Uh, Japanese have struggled uh, in the, uh, in the pickup space. Uh, Of course, uh, Ram, Ford, Chevy are so strong. GMC are so strong in the pickup space in this country. Uh, So strong, in fact, that Nissan uh, reportedly is going to drop out of that space. They're going to discontinue their uh, full-size pickup truck. But Toyota is obviously committed. They have this Toyota Tundra, which I like a lot. And, uh, 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 Mike Sweers and his team have totally redone uh, that Tundra uh, uh, for this model year. And so, uh, so I, 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 uh, I will talk to him here. Uh, and, of course, also uh, look for the British Open updates uh, at 16 minutes and 46 minutes past the hour. Uh, but let's uh, kick off here with Mike Sweers, uh, Chief Engineer of the Toyota Tundra.
2: Thank you for listening to 9:10 a.m superstation the following program is pre-recorded and is not live all callers and responses are from a previous broadcast
3: all right this is henry payne out in carmel valley california with 9 10 a.m radio great place to be in january beautiful weather beautiful truck out here with the 2022 toyota tundra i'm joined by mike swears who is the chief engineer Toyota trucks and uh, Mike great to uh, great to see you it's great to be here and welcome to California <laughs> last time I saw you uh, was in 2015 and we were talking Tacoma and uh, and you had just done some Baja stuff with uh, Tacoma you, you still uh, going down to Baja every once in a while
0: I uh, I haven't been down there in a few years because uh, I was living in Japan working on a new platform <laughs> do, they, do they off-road in Japan yeah, they do, quite a bit. Uh, it's not a high-speed desert type off-roading, but a lot of uh, mountain, trail, uh, rock climbing, those type of things. Yeah. I,
3: I, I, I think I'm right. The reason you're in Japan was because you got this F1 chassis. Great name for a chassis, by the way. Um, and uh, I know they love their F1 in Japan. Um, and But this is a chassis that un- underlines not just this truck, but also some other major
0: products for Toyota, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, we took three different platforms, rolling chassis, and we combined them into one. So we're putting multiple products on there, along with our new powertrain. So globally, we can put we have powertrains that we use around the world and we can put any powertrain in this new platform and this platform under multiple vehicles. So the new Lexus 300 that was just released or the LX, those were the, two first, the first two vehicles on this platform. And then Tundra is the third vehicle. Yeah.
3: Um, so uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun prop. I and mean, one of the things I love about uh, about this this class of vehicle and your Baja experience is that really informs uh, the, the, the the truck uh, brand in, in Toyota you guys are serious you go out and do you do Baja you, you baseline to really difficult uh, 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 really difficult terrain like that and so in uh, you know, a lot of ways uh, as we've been talking about this vehicle it starts with Tacoma, because Tacoma, you're you're, you're doing off-road stuff. You've, you've done that also with, with Tundra. You've taken them both to Baja, and one of the things that's really cool about this truck, this Tundra, is that you're using a similar composite bed in this vehicle as you've had in Tacoma for a long time.
0: Yeah, that's correct, and honestly, that came about uh, from a customer who put a million miles on his truck, and he... He was uh, a hotshot deliverer for the oil industry, so they put, you know, giant pumps and stuff in the back of his truck And 10 years, a million miles. We traded him a new truck for his truck, and I really wanted to tear the truck apart, not so much from the powertrain standpoint, but you can imagine the body, what the stress of the body, um, the front seat, uh, just um, somebody spending a million miles in the front seat. We tore it apart, and the truck looked fantastic except for the bed and you can imagine a steel bed somebody using it for work and it's 70% of the time it had something in it it was just beat to pieces so uh we started looking around because i needed to take some mass out of the truck as well uh our powertrain because we've increased our torque added mass and i needed to get that mass back out so i didn't affect my toning rating yeah, uh, so we looked at aluminum. We looked at high strength steel. Uh, aluminum didn't have the durability because we wanted to improve the durability based on this truck that we tore apart. The high strength steel is better than our mild steel that we had, but corrosion's an issue with it. And then you know everybody's sitting around, and the the one of the engineers suggests, well, how can we do don't do the same thing we do with Tacoma and put a composite bed in there, and it's a brilliant idea I, we can make it as strong as we want it it's lighter than the steel deck and it never rust right it doesn't dent it doesn't rust um, it's kind of funny because uh marketing said how do we show it and i said oh you know you've seen the truck wards why don't you drop some bricks in or something so they came back and of course in true toyota fashion you can't just drop some bricks in it so they dropped bricks in it and then uh, Riverstone in it and then uh, cinder blocks in it then patio blocks in it and they just kept showing the weight as they were dropping in then they brushed it out and sprayed it off and yeah, a little scratching but you didn't really see notice the damage right uh, so that wasn't good enough so then they dropped from 10 feet they dropped a V8 engine into the back huh. of the bed oh, yeah. and and they they thought they contacted me and they go what do you think of that and I'm like Okay, now you've gone way beyond anything that we actually designed for you. This is just too much. Stop. We, we proved our point, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, because we, you know, we've seen uh, we've seen uh, uh, bears in aluminum cages. We've seen uh, toolboxes dropped on F one hundred and fifty trucks. So it's cool to see a third way uh, in in this in this segment. Um, and and yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out over time. It obviously you guys got a lot of experience uh, with the uh, Tacoma. Going back to the Baja thing, you guys got a lot of experience off road. Uh, talk about that and how that's informed this current generation tundra
0: well we introduced pro in the past and our pro package is really adding a high speed element to our current off-road package and baja was one way for us to prove out uh, the durability of that and we ran stock class or limited class in baja and, and ran the truck that basically you can go out and buy out there and the goal was to finish the race on time um the great thing is we end up winning the race, but we really wanted to show the durability of the truck and prove out the durability of the truck in an atmosphere that isn't normal. We also went to High Desert in San Diego. We've we've been to the sand dunes in in uh, Southern California. We've been the sand dunes in Michigan. We've you know all over um, Moab and really trying to show. Um, to ourselves what are some of the conditions our truck customers use their trucks for and to make sure that what we're offering to them is really fitting their needs now everybody isn't going to run out and run the baja, but sand dunes are something that, you know our customers do and uh, running Moab is something our customers doing are going to FJ summit or you know truck jamborees these type of things and it's really helpful for us to know if we can push the truck past a normal customer's usage even a toyota customer that may use our vehicle a little harder than some of the other the trucks out there then we're confident to tell them yeah you know go out and, go out and do it the vehicle can take anything you can throw at it
3: yeah, it's a, you know, it's a great halo for the brand. I mean, these TRDs are, are really tough looking. Obviously, using uh, Fox shocks and uh, some of the best equipment in the business. Uh, the other big stories about this truck, though, are are, are the hybrid engine, and. The and the uh, uh, independent rear suspension. Um, Toyota has been a long-time pioneer in in the hybrids, going back you know, over twenty years with the with the Prius. Uh, why why did it take so long for a hybrid to come into the truck? I mean, as an engineer, what are you looking for in a hybrid, and how do you think that really suits a truck?
0: Well, hi- we are experts in hybrids, but we have a two-motor hybrid or a series system is what we call it, series architecture of, of that. And really what that means is that we we have a motor generator, that the engine runs a motor generator while it's driving the wheels. Um, that motor generator is creating electricity to charge the batteries. And then the battery pack runs the second motor generator as a motor to drive the wheels. And it's, it's two different systems. It's mechanical system and electrical system. Um, not to get into great detail of it, but the problem with that system is you cannot have continuous torque. And torque is a king in truck. It's everything in truck. So quite honestly, uh, I wanted a diesel engine. We have a brand-new diesel engine we're using overseas. It's fabulous. But diesels in North America are very difficult to certify now, and d- the demand for diesel is going down. Customers aren't so willing to uh, pay the um, maintenance cost or you know the depth that you have to put them, and the fuel cost, and these type of things.
3: Yeah, and as a manufacturer, you got basically got to put a chemical plant at the other end, just to manage the emissions, right?
0: Well, yeah. So the after treatment system is, you know, I'm throwing a number out there, but about three grand, added to the cost of the engine, and so it's not as desirable as the old diesels used to be. Um, so in comes the, the one-motor hybrid. And what the one-motor hybrid is, is we're taking that motor generator and we're putting it in line with the engine. It's all mechanical. It's all running through a 10AT, so a 10-speed trans- automatic transmission. So you you get full torque out of the engine, the V6 turbo, plus you get the full torque out of that electric motor, and I can put them together. So now you end up with 583 pounds-feet of torque. That's above most of the diesel offerings in the truck market and it's instantaneous torque there isn't any gaps any legs you don't have to wait for turbos to spool up um you know where the where the engine needs to build up speed you're filling in with electric motor and then you stack that on top and it really is fabulous and this is coming from a guy who didn't want it at the beginning i'm i'm Truly changed my mind about it
3: yeah, and, you, and you get that uh, low-end diesel torque but then then you also get the benefit of turbos at the high end so this thing really works in a in a, in a broad bandwidth um, uh, last question on the uh, independent rear suspension Sa- same question I mean that that technology has been out there for a long time uh, trucks
0: have been leaf spring why now with the independent rear uh, and that's a fabulous question uh, the in the multi-link rear suspension really came about because of the new platform that we have where we combine platforms together. I needed to put an SUV on this new platform plus use it for a pickup truck. I've always been a big proponent for our OpenSea channel or what we call triple tech frame. An OpenSea on a class 5 truck, they use it. It has more compliancy to it. It helps your ride quality and it, it makes up for the sins of leaf springs. So a leaf spring, you can tune it you know, for loaded or you can tune it for unloaded, but you can't do both. And if you ever drove, you know, rode in or drove a one-ton pickup truck empty, it, it's where, you know, the old saying, it rides like a truck came from. And so once we had to go to the box frame because we're putting an SUV on there, then my question to our chassis engineers is, okay, that's fine. I get it. I can't, I can't do anything about keeping an open sea channel but how are we going to make up for ride quality? I never want to hear anybody tell me it rides like a truck. So that's where the multilink came in. And we're not the first to put link in, but it has Toyota's flavor in it. So we have dual-rate coil springs. We're the only ones that run that. So you don't have to tool for, uh, tune for uh, loaded or unloaded. It's tuned for both. You get You don't give up ride quality.
4: Westwood One Sports presents this special report on the 150th British Open Championship. Sponsored by Granger. Granger has supplies and solutions for every industry. Visit Granger.com. A jolt at the old course. Rory McIlroy holes out for Eagle from a bunker at the 10th. He threw his fist in the air and flexed as the crowd thundered with applause here in the third round. So the four-time major champion took sole possession of the lead at 15-under before Victor Hovland joined him with a birdie there at 10. So Hovland and McIlroy minus 15. Cameron Smith had a two-shot lead to start the day. He's now two behind at 13 under. The Aussie has missed several opportunities here on the front nine, even par today, making the turn. Masters champion Scotty Scheffler with back-to-back birdies at 10 and 11. He's 12 under, three back. Dustin Johnson and Cam Young also 12 under. Patrick Cantlay at 10 under par, number four in the world, the highest ranked player without a major title. I'm Ted Emmerich, Westwood One Sports. 5X480, Dayton B100 V-Belt, one of the many parts Granger carries. It's also the item that helped Rob carry the day. The job was on hold, deadline fast approaching. But a quick search on Granger.com and Rob found his part. On the same day pickup at his local branch, he and his crew got the job done, safely and on time. Get supplies and solutions for every industry with real-time product availability. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done furnished by finish line tax solutions
2: if you're getting letters from the irs call us immediately the irs is the only entity in the country that can seize assets without a court order if you call us in time then we know where they're at and we can intervene before anything damaging occurs if you don't deal with your irs problem then they're going to take your paycheck they're going to drain your bank account and they may even take your house
5: call for your free tax relief information
6: now 800-801-4950 800-801-4950 Ron had
7: a tax problem he just couldn't handle on his own.
8: I owed the IRS taxes for over five years, but I didn't have any money to pay the taxes.
7: Those years cost him dearly.
8: Most of it was fees and interest. It was horrible.
7: Ron finally called in the pros.
8: I called Optima Tax Relief, and boy, am I happy I did.
7: (laughs) The leading tax resolution firm, Optima, is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. They've resolved over a billion dollars for their clients. Ron was overjoyed.
8: They settled my account with IRS. IRS. i was ecstatic they are a lifesaver they are i am so happy
7: <laughs> take ron's advice and call optima now for a free consultation yeah
8: don't do like i did and wait call optima tax relief do it now you'll be ecstatic like me
7: <laughs> call 800-928-0199 800-928-0199 800-928-0199 optima tax relief testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hello,
1: Detroit. This is Kim Holt. I'm here to introduce you to MoreForDetroit.com. MoreForDetroit.com is a website giving you a brief summary of who Ricardo Moore is, what Ricardo Moore does, and what Ricardo Moore believes about Detroit. More for Detroit also has a comprehensive list of contact numbers on who to call just in case. More for Detroit is for you. M-O-O-R-E, the number four, Detroit.com.
4: If you've been injured in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, the insurance companies never want to pay.
5: Hello? Listen, David, I'm telling you,
4: we won't pay. No, I'm looking at the case right now, and you will pay. No, we won't. I'm absolutely no, positive we won't. that you will pay. No. Okay, that's it. No. When the insurance companies say they won't pay, I will make them pay you. Get the money you deserve at GetDavidGetPaid.com.
3: All right, this is Henry Payne. With 9:10 a.m. car radio uh, out in um, San Antonio, Texas, uh, much anticipated program. Getting to drive the Ford F-150 Lightning for the for the first time, uh, tremendous vehicle. I'm joined by uh, Darren Palmer, who's the vice president for electric vehicles at Ford Motor Company. Darren, how are you?
9: I'm great, thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah,
3: and 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 you've been uh, with us throughout this uh, project. I first met you 18 months ago uh, when you guys. introduced the lightning out of the proving grounds and uh, and 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 there's so much going on in the electric space and every automotive company uh, has their take on electric but trucks is really is really kind of where it's at these days and EVs I want to talk about the lightning in particular but I also want to start at the beginning December 2017 about you guys birth Project Edison
9: why? Well, we were struggling to get going in electric vehicles in the right way. We're a hun- over over 100-year-old company, and as projects came forward, they were being removed. They weren't meeting profit targets, and they weren't really in the right direction for electric vehicles. So um, the senior team put together, they said, we want to put together a, a startup within the company, and that was called Team Medicine. A guy called Ted Canis was put in charge of that, and um, I'd say his whole career had led to that point and he put together a team of people, I was the first one into that, a a team of about 70 people to work like a startup because we were competing against startups. And we went around the world and around the country to work out how how is that? How do you work differently? What does it mean? And we had a principle of human-centric design. Human-centric design you use when it's not obvious what the the future path is. But when you're not in just modifying things and just improving them and, and there is a disruption, then human-centered design really helps you. And that was one of our key principles.
3: Yeah, that's fascinating. So you, you mentioned startups. Uh, presumably Tesla had a, had a big impact on that moment of time. December 2017, they're just starting to deliver Model 3s. I ordered a Model 3. I was blown away by the 2016 press conference by Elon
9: Musk. I, 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 wanted, I wanted that car. Uh, was that a big impact on you? So we, you could see that electric vehicles were really coming of age. And, and many of us could see that happening. And they were not simply electric, a car that, with an electric motor in it. They're much more than that. So one of the first things we did in Team Edison was we got rid of all the offices. All the privileges and all the hierarchy, and just started working in cross-functional teams, half of which were engineering, and the other half were other disciplines, including marketing and, um, and manufacturing and purchasing and um, human-centred design, and CX. And what CX? Um, customer experience how things flow, and HMI, human machine interface, and how things work. So, but they're also younger, older, diverse, male, female, different experiences. So um, every time we were going at problems, it was with a cross-functional group where everybody's equal, everybody gets, can speak and bring their ideas. It was not a way we normally worked. And also, if we didn't know what customers wanted, the first thing you do is go out and see customers. So very soon after formation, we're out meeting customers in California, all around California, Norway, China, Europe, and listening to what they're thinking and saying. And um, we met customers around the world, really opened our eyes to what they were. We realized that we believe that to succeed in electric cars, you need to make use of the new technology to to do new things that customers never saw before. One analogy I like to use is that when smartphones came out, like the iPhone, it was actually um, capacitive touch screens that were a huge enabler. Mm-hmm. They give that feel that you have with phones now. If you just used that on a flip phone, it wouldn't have changed much, but when, when it was used on an iPhone to do what they did, it changed everything, yeah. and so we realized that Once we formed Team Edison, and we said, "Hey, these products can't just be like they are today and better. They have to do new things." And so we decided, very quickly, to um, make reimagined versions of our icons, because we need to be us, not not Tesla, not somebody else. We've got to be true to ourselves. So that's what led to the Mustang Mach-E, because only Ford can make a Mustang. And we wanted to bring emotion to electric vehicle space. But it needed to be a tech product first. And so we realized that in the early days and we set about making a tech product.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's what's brilliant is at the same time that uh, you're you're starting on on this startup path, this this totally fresh path. You already re- you you also realize uh, what you're good at, and and uh, and and uh, what's iconic about Ford. The the Mach E was the first product to come out of Team Edison, um, and 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 was very tesla like i mean the 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 interior was reimagined it was not inside it was not like a mustang at all it was it had a big screen It was very tesla like I, i tested one side by side with a tesla model y first time out of the box uh comparing the two now you come to ford lightning very different product ford lightning uh, seems to me is is much more faithful to
9: the Ford pickup truck. Just to talk about that process a little bit. Yeah. So we knew um, we must be uh, true to ourselves and what we do. Actually, the one in between was the e-transit. So, oh, yeah, right. Which which yeah, consumers won't necessarily uh-huh. see, but, yeah. Right. E-transit's virtually half of all commercial vehicles in the world. You know, that's what Ford does. And they, very, they care about those commercial customers. So we released this one just recently and it does exactly what you'd expect to do. The running costs can be half of that of a gas vehicle and the backup that the company provides to support those businesses is what we do. So that's working very well. Then we come to Lightning. So Lightning, we said, you know, it's the best selling truck in America for 45 plus years. It's also the best selling vehicle of any kind in America for decades. So we said, hold on, this, we've got to take this, seriously. this this could change people's um, relationship with electric vehicles, if we get it right. So we, again, within two weeks of starting the project, we said, hey, do we know exactly who wants this product and why? And we stopped eating pizza and candy for just long enough to say, nope, no one's ever done it. So let's go and see customers. So we, we made prototypes out of cardboard we made some brochures up because we hadn't even started engineering the product and we went out, we said, where should we go? And so I, I said to the team, let's go to the toughest place you can imagine where we sell a lot of electric, we sell a lot of trucks, sorry, Texas. One in five of our trucks are sold in Texas. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Texas, so that's one and then California was another and we went out. So within two weeks of starting out we went and we, uh, used, uh, we bought a human-centric design Person with us is almost like a psychologist, and we brought them with current customers, plus customers who are open to electric, plus non-truck customers. And we started talking to them. So, in one of the sessions, uh, we had a lot of um, Texan truck drivers, the, probably what you would imagine, and we raised, "Hey, what do you think about an electric truck?" They were in cowboy hat- hats do a couple were you yeah. and um, um, and we said um you know what do you think about electric truck and they said hey you know laughing and this is not for us and yeah it's not not us and so we, we the psychologist asked them well what kind of dog do you think it is so she they said um laughing and joking and call, oh it's a Chihuahua oh it's a you know to a poodle. Okay, got you. And we said, oh, and what kind of drink do you think it is? Ah, oh, you know, they're laughing and joking. It's a pink champagne. It's a cinzano. I said, okay, got you. Got you. So then we talked about, you know, more familiar gas truck, Raptor, and uh, and we got them going on that. And then afterwards we said, hey, we want to talk about another truck. And we talked to them about the specs of a new truck, which was 580, well, 560 horsepower, 775. Not mentioning that it's electric? No. And, and it would tow 10,000 pounds on a 25% grade as if it's not attached. And so on. And it will weigh water and it will four wheel drive and all these things. And, and they thought it was a new type of Raptor. They were very excited. And then we said, that's the electric truck. And they'd queue 20 minutes of no way, can't believe it, what the heck, you know, all that stuff. So then we gave them the brochure. And, and they, were, they were starting to get really interested, right? And then, and then we showed them the front and what the front could be. I mean, a particularly dominant member of the team said, hey, uh, lockable storage, that's fantastic. I love it. I want that. Well, right? it's six out of 10 excitement. And then he realized, he said, hold on a minute. Does that does that hold golf golf clubs? I hadn't expected him to say that, to be honest. But I said, don't judge a book by its cover, right? And, and it's actually two, two sets. It's like, God damn. I've got my own business and... My wife, when we have a break, I can play golf with her, but I never have the golf clubs with me. So now I can... Attention!
6: Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you... My
2: 38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My 38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Jamie Harrington for more information at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566 or email at jamie at my38detroit.com. This
7: excludes political ads. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside a Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff.
4: Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5.
10: The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative, seen all around the world. We bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all All things inspiration, and we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need the Word Network.
4: Sixty-three.
3: All right. This is Henry Payne with Nine Ten A.M. A superstation uh, downtown in the uh, Art Art Village. Uh, kind of a cool place. And um, the Penske organization kicking off the Detroit Grand Prix down here. We're with uh, Michael Montre, who's the president of the Detroit Grand Prix. Michael,
11: how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Henry. Cool place, right?
3: Yeah, this is unusual. I've never never been down here. We're around Six Mile and and uh, Grand River, and uh, lots of great art, and um, and that's that's uh, that's a, a bit of uh, what you guys are highlighting this year uh, with the, with the Grand Prix a lot going on. We're 29 days out uh, from the Grand Prix, so uh, uh, things kicking into high gear for you. But yeah, talk talk about some of the the different stuff uh, you guys are doing leading up to this Grand Prix.
11: Yeah, so uh, we're. We're here in Detroit Artist Village, um, uh, which is connected to the Motor City Java House. Here, and um, we're uh, we're excited. You know, we we unveiled our the final version of our 2022 poster. Um, Mary Moong, who was the winner of our CCS poster contest, did a great job, and we unveiled the final version here today. And we thought this this Artist Village was a perp- perfect place to do it. Um, in addition, you know, we announced that that we'll have our our legacy display on Belle Isle during the 2022 event, which will be the final event of the Grand Prix on Belle Isle, before we move downtown in 2023. So, number of initiatives there, a lot of fun, interactive displays, um, and uh, and uh, should should be a great year. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, last year for the Grand Prix on be- on
3: Belle Isle, uh, that's a big deal. Uh, talk about that legacy a little bit. Um, you've been here since 1992.
11: Yeah, it's really been something. I mean, a ton of historic moments uh, for all the series that that have raced on Belle Isle uh, over the years, and we're going to try to celebrate some of those. This is where, you know, Spider-Man was born. Elio Castroneves uh, had his first win on Belle Isle. This is the first place he ever uh, scaled the fence after a win and started his tradition and really his signature moment uh, whenever he wins a race. Four-time Indy 500 winner. So uh, we're proud to have that. We'll have a car on display, uh, which was uh, his '92. I'm sorry his second winner I believe it was 2002 uh, was his second win here on Belle Isle and he scaled the fence so we have that car on display and um, uh, you'll be able to, to to take your picture with a green screen and kind of insert yourself into a number of these historic moments on Belle Isle so should be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'll be cool and that,
3: that'll be right down in the heart of things uh, in there just off of the paddock um, around the turn one area I think is where you're, you're setting that up. Uh, Bobby Ray Hall was the first to win this race in 92. And then uh, today you had uh, Renus Vike down here at the kickoff event, who finished second last year
11: in his first time at Bell Isle. Yeah, that's right. Race race number one. Renis, uh finished second on the podium, and um, w- what a great up-and-coming uh, representative he is for the NCT IndyCar Series. He's done a great job. He is fast. Um, races you know Chevrolet for Ed Carpenter Racing. Um, hugely popular in his native uh, Netherlands, uh, right behind Max Verstappen, who who uh, races in the F1 series. He's he's they kind of came up together, and Renus ended up in IndyCar for now, and and. Max Max is in an F1, uh, and their friends remain friends. And um, Reina is a great, great young talent. Yeah, I mean, it, it is—it's
3: an interesting sport that way, isn't it? I mean, uh, this is this is a pro sports town. You got Detroit Pistons. Uh, you know, the Red Wings have brought in a lot of Russians uh, over the years. Won uh, some Stanley Cups. Uh, baseball, you got guys that come. A lot of a lot of guys that come in from Latin America. I mean, IndyCar that you're dealing with uh, every day is is uh, is, is a truly international sport what's it like dealing with these race car individuals as you you say this is a, a 21 year old Dutchman Racing in IndyCar, living in Fort Lauderdale, his parents are in the Caribbean. I mean, th- th- these are these are unusual guys and
11: gals. It, no, very true. Um, it, it's a unique sport and how people kind of rise up through the ranks. If you think about the stick and ball sports you mentioned, there's not you know as much of a of a charted path for uh, a race car driver. Um, there are junior circuits and and other circuits, but those circuits span the globe. Um, and for some folks. Uh, growing up, the opportunity might be in the U.S. versus Europe or um, or wherever else there might be a series that they want to run. But um, it, it kind of creates these international stars. The other thing you see in the IndyCar series right now is you see, f- you know, stars that have been in Formula One for years and have now moved over to IndyCar and are kind of making their legacy known in, in IndyCar. You got Marcus Erickson, you got Felix Rosenquist, you have Romain Grosjean, who is the most recent to come over, who had Established careers in Formula One before coming here, so it's really a mix of mix of young talent coming up through the ranks that have landed in the U.S. that are still young, um, but also some Formula One stars that have now, you know, planted their flag in the NTT IndyCar Series, and it makes for a very international series. We have, you know, over 200 territories that we broadcast our races to. Um, the popularity of our series internationally is has gone up and up with folks like Scott McLaughlin coming over from Australian Supercars. Uh, um, he's, you know, he's a he's a Kiwi. He's from New Zealand, but um, but uh, yeah, it's just it's it's a great international series, and I haven't even haven't even mentioned Latin America, um, which is you know historically such a strong international market for us. So um, it 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 makes for a really worldwide presence in our series.
3: Yeah, it's it's fascinating. I, I always say IndyCar is the. Uh, Best racing out there, not only because it's close racing, but also the the demand on the athlete that you have to be good at uh, ovals, uh, road courses, and these brutal street courses like you have here in uh, in, in uh, Belle Isle. Um, I I I think you guys advertise it that way.
11: <laughs> we do, we do. We were talking to Renus last night, and you know, we asked him the question. You know, you, you spend uh, almost a full month in Indianapolis driving. You know, the oval there, the, the two and a half mile oval the historic four-cornered uh, oval. And um, and what's it like going from that oval straight to Detroit, where it's an old street circuit, bumpy, you know? And uh, his answer was, it's like two different sports. <laughs> and I thought that was really a great answer, because he's absolutely right. Um, you know, you go from the smooth, almost, you know, technical, you know, tactician-like oval, to a road circuit like Belle Isle, where you're just muscling the car around the corners and, and throwing it in uh, and, and hoping for the best. Uh, these cars have no power steering, uh, so going across a street circuit like Belle Isle um, is very, very challenging, uh, uh, just just hard to even just turn the car in some instances. So
3: You're, you're going to take it a little easier on the uh, drivers this year, you're only going to do one Grand Prix, uh, not the dual in Detroit, right?
11: Yeah, that's right. When we looked at the circuit, and, and, and I handled the schedule for Cartoon. <laughs> So uh, when we made this, this schedule, uh, we took a look at that run, and we had, you know, the the, Indi- the uh, GMR Grand Prix in Indianapolis, which is uh, coming up this two, two weeks from now, and then you have the Indy 500, and then you go straight to Detroit, and then what's new this year is you go straight to Road America after Detroit, and to ask the drivers to, you know, in the course of three weeks, do the Indy 500, 500 miles, then another two races in Detroit on the hard street circuit, and then go directly to Road America. And run that four-mile road course uh, was a little much, so that's why we have one one race in Detroit this year. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's it's always exciting. Got a, a lot going on that weekend. I think there's an IMSA race, um, as well as an Indy Lights race. Will the IMSA race have prototypes this year, or, or we're back to the same the, the schedule where the Le Mans prototypes are going to be in? Or I'm sorry, the 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 the, um, the, G, the GT cars last year we had Corvette here because Lamont was in August but now we're back to a normal schedule, right?
11: Yeah, so um, so what's interesting now is the the sports cars can run uh, both series, right? So, st- Starting next year, I should say. Um, so looking at it going forward, we'll have some they're, they're going to be called GTP cars now going forward, so we'll have GTP cars here and not have to export them over uh, to Le Mans because they'll have identical vehicles over in France for Le Mans. So, um, so we'll have a, a this a great lineup of um of prototypes this year and then next year when we go to the G, gtp cars which is the you know the hypercar version of the of the uh the current uh hybrid it's going to be it's it, we'll have a great a great class we'll have we'll have porsche here um we'll have cadillac of course we'll have um uh, um who else is in that series draw a blank there help me out audi audi yes yep Yep. BMW I think. BMW's coming. That's right. That's right. That's yeah, right. That's, right. that's going to
3: be. Uh, I think they pushed yeah, Mazda. Mazda. Yeah. They, they've pushed the uh, the hybrid engines for the IndyCar off a year, so 2024. So next year uh, in downtown Detroit, it'll be the first year for the IMSA hybrids. So that that'll be that'll be quite an event uh, here. Uh, just give us a, a quick preview of of next year, of 2023, and what's coming in downtown.
11: Yeah, so as we, you know, kind of wave the checkered flag this year on, on Belle Isle and move downtown, um, we go to a slightly shorter circuit, um, but we go to uh, a, a circuit that's going to be challenging in, in different ways. Um, the straightaway on Jefferson, uh, which runs from Rivard to Griswold, is 0.7 miles of a 1.75 mile circuit. So the majority of it is a straightaway on Jefferson. Uh, the Indy cars will reach uh, about 180 miles an hour or so as they race down Jefferson, they'll pass the Joe Lewis fist uh, on Jefferson, and they'll do a complete hairpin turn right before they enter the tunnel on the lodge at Griswold. Um, so that's going to be a very exciting part of the circuit. What's really interesting is when you turn right down Bates um, and head down toward the water, the elevation change, you know, we were talking to Renus and asked him about what he thought about the new circuit after he had a chance to look at it in person, and he was really pleasantly surprised at the elevation changes. And when you look at um, the circuit for 23 on a... On a 2d map from you know 20,000 feet in the air when you're just looking at a circuit map um, it really doesn't do justice to this to the elevation changes and the challenges that you know those will pose these drivers. Yeah, that's going to be uh, something to see. And uh,
3: the best ticket in the, in the house is going to be at uh, Griswold and – where's the hairpin? Griswold and
11: – Yeah, Gris- Griswold and Jefferson.
3: Yeah, Griswold and Jefferson. That's that's yeah, that's going to be the best seat in the house. Well, Michael Montre, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, really looking forward to the last Detroit Grand Prix on Belle Isle this year. Thanks, Henry. It's going to be fun.
8: After January 14th, Microsoft will no longer provide security updates for Windows
4: Westwood One Sports presents this special report on the 150th British Open Championship. On Saturday, July 30th, watch all 32 NFL teams take the field for Back Together Saturday. NFL Network has you covered. Rory McIlroy and Victor Hovland both inches away from taking back the solo lead in the third round at St. Andrews. Both at the 12th green. McIlroy eyed a 30-foot birdie putt. It kissed the right lip and sped on by. McIlroy knocked in his par. Hovland had a 12-footer for birdie, but it bowled past on the left edge. Hovland settled for par as well. So, the Northern Irishman and the Norwegian, both 15-under as they head to the most difficult stretch of the old course. Cam's Smith and Cam Young are 13 under, two back. Smith had the lead to start the day. His putter's gone cold, even par today through 11. Dustin Johnson is 12 under, three back. Scotty Scheffler, 11 under. Siwoo Kim and Patrick Cantlay at minus 10. I'm Ted Emmerich, Westwood One Sports.
10: Football is back. Let's go! Time to celebrate. Oh, yeah! On Saturday, July 30th watch all 32 teams take the field for the second annual training camp back together saturday Let's get back in the huddle. let's go boys let's go let's go let's go with a full day of practices and fan fest across the league that's what we do it's a can't miss nfl reunion training camp back together saturday july 30th all day on nfl network
4: golf takes focus you can't be distracted which is why you should consider working with a Fidelity advisor to create a comprehensive wealth plan designed to help you grow and protect your wealth. Because once you've done that, you'll experience what Fidelity calls the planning effect, the peace of mind that lets you completely focus on what matters to you, which for many of us is our short game. Schedule an appointment to learn more or visit fidelity.com wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services,
8: LLC. to January 14th, Microsoft will no longer provide security updates for Windows 7. Continued use will leave your PC vulnerable to security risk. Call All About Technology today at 313-218-4888. We're all about technology. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS
7: wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so
8: they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income my home my car i was just overwhelmed at what to do then eric called optima tax relief when optima tax got involved the cars would stop the threats would stop it was easy like uh one, two, three.
7: Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem.
8: I owe $15,000, and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now.
7: Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-928-0199. 800 928 800-928-0199. 800-928-0199. I'm my tax relief. Okay. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
6: Visit Central Park Deli today and receive 10% off any purchase when ordering from our mobile app and enter promo code 910AM. Our new menu items include gluten-free wraps, spinach wraps, fried spicy buffalo cauliflower, and sweet potato maple cheesecake. Don't forget about our always delicious Cyginsburg corned beef, our fresh hand-patty charbroiled 100% premium beef burgers, and our homemade teriyaki stir fries. Central Park Deli has curbside service available and DoorDash Delivery. Come visit us today.
8: Computer trouble? We can fix it. All About Technology is factory certified to service and repair all of your computer needs. Call it 313 218 4888. That's 313 218 4888. We're all about technology.
3: All right, this is Henry Payne with nine ten a.m., the superstation out at Sonoma Raceway. Good day at the office. And uh, we're out here with a uh, big sledgehammer. The uh, the all new wide body Dodge Charger Hellcat and Scat Pack quite a, quite a quite a pair of cars and we're talking with Jim Wilder who's the uh, development manager for the uh, for for these cars for the Hellcat and the, and the uh, well I guess for all for all of for the, uh, all, all of the SRTs mm-hmm. no, yeah. SRT de- development manager Jim how are you I'm good thanks <laughs> for coming yeah it's a good good place to be yes out here beautiful sunny day so. You know, 30 years ago, if you told somebody they're going to take a uh, Dodge muscle car and put 700 horsepower in it, they'd laugh at you. You'd just be killing people. And uh, we're out here, and these things are remarkably good.
12: Yeah, we, we've, we've been able to make these cars very streetable. When we first started going down the path of Hellcat for the 15-mile year, people were kind of like, ooh, is this going to be okay on the street? Is it going? To, are people going to get killed driving these cars? And, you know, they're really, really manageable
3: on the street. And and we've been driving them on the street today before coming out here to to the track and you forget that you've got 700 horsepower. I mean, the the car is so manageable. You've got uh, 9-speed, 8-speed automatic uh, uh, transmission, a lot of traction. I mean, they're very easy cars to drive.
12: Yeah, they are. You know, especially with the Charger, it really, it really, we do have that philosophy of this is a family sedan. I know there's not too many 700 horsepower family sedans, but that's kind of the philosophy you build into it. So you, you have to make sure that this is a nice car for people to drive on the street. And when you're driving it in the way that you need to on the street, it's totally manageable. You don't realize that if I put my foot all the way down, I get 700 horsepower real quick.
3: Um,
12: and then being out here at the track, it's somewhat Jekyll and Hyde. You get out to the track, and there's all the 700 horsepower, and the muscle car comes out.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you can you, you can get in trouble, but it's a great way to learn how to manage uh, power. I mean, you still you you have nannies that are helping you out, uh, so you don't overwhelm the rears. It's actually it's a great way to, to to learn a track and to learn when you need to put power down, when you need to brake properly. Um, but, but of course, this is the high end of a line of, of Dodge Chargers, so. Yep. Uh, I think a lot of folks are going to see these and say, "Wow!" Go into the go into the showroom. They can't afford a seventy thousand uh, dollar Hellcat, and so they're going to buy something else. Uh, how do you translate this kind of performance down the line to your thirty thousand, forty thousand dollar chargers? We,
12: you know, the the we kind of waterfall a lot of the technology down, um, and the Scat pack's a perfect example of that. You know, we waterfall the the wide body down to that, and those started. They start under forty thousand dollars. You get the wide body. It adds another six thousand yeah. dollars to it. But so that's you're looking a, at
3: forty-five thousand for the wide body, yeah. thirty-nine thousand for the VH Skatback. Get get
12: yeah, exactly. So that's that's really getting in the car into a price point that's that's pretty manageable for most people. And then going further down the road, you can get a 5.7, You can get a you know a V-six, a three-point-six liter V-six, and even that's got three hundred horsepower. Yeah. So it's still, I mean, considerable power.
3: Yeah. Well, and and I and I suspect. Uh, you'll probably get some demand for these wide bodies going forward because uh, the v6 guys maybe they want to they want a short track they want to autocross they don't necessarily need the big v8 up front but they would like more more uh, tire
12: yeah yeah they and right now this the the wide body is only available on the on the hellcat the srt and then the scat pack will it go downstream you know down the road who knows if it will yeah uh the v6 is a you know, it's a much lighter car because the engine's a much lighter, uh, much lighter engine. Um, so actually, balance-wise, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nimble.
3: Yeah. They um, yeah, can you can do everything you need with the eight and a half inch tires as yeah, opposed to the 11s that you got. 11 inch wide.
12: Quite a quite a bit of grip and less power to deal with. So yeah, it's, there's there's quite a bit of grip there.
3: Yeah. So as an engineer, as you go upstream uh, with these bigger tires, uh, obviously it's going to help you. You got bigger patch. Uh, it's going to help you with putting down the power. Uh, but what other adjustments do you have to make as you go to a wide body and you go to a wider tire?
12: You know, we looked at the we looked at the, the the dynamics on the car, the chassis setup on the car, and we we really wanted to cater it to the tire and to see the tire optimized as much as we can for longitudinal grip and for lateral grip going around corners. Um, so we did change the suspension on the car. We tweaked springs, we tweaked sway bars, and then we really massage the shocks all the way around on both cars um they're adaptive shocks on both cars so you've got street sported track settings um that's really the big thing is taking advantage of all that extra grip we went from a 275 tire to a 305 tire that's 30 millimeters wider on each corner that's a lot of extra grip potential so really change the setup on the car to maximize that as much as we
3: could and and you uh, you know and the, the improvements just in the data is significant i think you're going from uh, uh, 0.91 on the skid pad to 0.98. 0.98 is that a, is right? I mean that's yeah. that's almost, almost a full G. G. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, so that's tire, but then it's also stiffer springs, bars, everything. Yep,
12: yep. Uh, in the Scat Pack, we put a much stiffer spring in the front, 27% more spring in the front, and then we put a stiffer bar in the rear, uh, 52% stiffer in the rear, and that kind of makes the car a little bit more neutral, but that really lets the car take advantage of the uh, of the bigger tire, and that's big change in the skid pad, 0.91 to 0.98. Yeah. And then the Hellcat we we go from 0.90 you know different weight distribution a little more weight up front we go from 0.90 to 0.96 which again is a huge change, huge yeah. change in
3: yeah it's pretty significant and I, and I think uh, for the scat pack customer I know that's the meat and potatoes of, of this car that's got to make them feel pretty good is yeah they're giving up uh, 200 horsepower to the Hellcat boys but they can brag they got a better uh, g number
12: yeah they do and you know it, it because, the, because of the difference in torque, uh, in a lot of situations, it's an easier car to drive. Um, you don't have as much torque that you have to manage with your right foot, so in that aspect, it does make it easier to drive. The balance is a little bit different on the car. Um, yeah, it scoots around
3: the track really nice. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys seem to be uh, carving out a niche... Uh, all all your own here, not only in performance with uh, the first 700 horsepower uh, sedan, but also just in this segment in general. I mean, this has been a really tough segment over in in recent years. We've seen a lot of uh, cars drop out of it. Uh, You guys, the sales continue to go up. Um, do, Do you think it's the uh, you, you think this is uh, just because this car is branded so
2: differently than anything? to a.m. Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500 with a must air within 30 day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Jamie Harrington now at two four eight three five seven four five six six. or email at jamie at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads.
10: WADL gets a facelift and is now My38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8pm. Catch a two hour block of Law and Order SVU. Tuesdays, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PV on Thursdays and on Fridays. You will get more Chicago PV to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My38.
6: The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800 683 9499. 800 683 9499. 800 683
2: 9499. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching? for an avenue to get your business name out to the public with my 38 we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price this offers for a 30-day ad placement please contact jamie Harrington for more information at 248-357-4566 that's 248-357-4566 or email at jamie at my38detroit.com this excludes political ads